0: This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. So, I don't know why sometimes this keeps me up at night. I feel like we don't have a good enough (laughs) intro to the podcast. Yeah. And like, I I listen to so many, you know, like, I don't know if you listen to Armchair Expert, he's like, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm like, dang, that's so cool. And then I feel like we need something catchier. I don't know.
1: I almost would, so to me, I want to think about what would only in your state, what kind of intro should we have? Maybe we should like start off with just like a fun fact, like a little known trivia or something, you know, like That'd be cool. did you know that Ohio may oh gosh, what did I just see? um maybe it was our last episode, like there was this cow that in nineteen whatever they voted as the homecoming queen, and its name was like marigold or something, I'm like, why not? Talk about a homecoming queen cow, because I would want to be at that dance. I I, love that. I would celebrate Marigold. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we we can workshop that. I think we need to do something. I agree.
0: I I do like fun facts. I think that's a great idea. Um, I feel like we've been trying to pepper them in for this particular season, our state exploration challenge. And we're covering North Carolina today, which I'm excited about. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hello, Ghost. Yeah.
0: Ghost is like, oh, I love North Carolina too. <laughs> um, As they should. So, fun fact about North Carolina, fun random fact that uh, I just have to share is that uh, this is like a. I know we talked about carnivorous plants mm-hmm. in the Wisconsin episode because you were talking about that one uh, observatory with mm-hmm. a botanical garden. Yeah, like
1: the horticulture conservatory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned carnivorous plants. And I thought that was really interesting because North Carolina is known for being the native habitat of the Venus flytrap. Really? Yeah. So they were saying that uh, the green swamp, which is in the southeastern portion of the state, is one of the very few places in the world where the Venus flytrap grows naturally. I remember
1: whenever I was but a wee child, I got so excited when my parents got me a Venus fly trap. I was oh. like, oh, this is amazing. This is going to be so metal. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was great. So metal. Just snapping flies out of the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know who it was that told me. I was going to buy one recently. It was just like randomly in, I think, Home Depot. And... uh Someone's like, no, they, they're, it's a lie. They're a lie. They'll die. They're not supposed to, like, I was like, I thought they were just there chilling, you know, eating flies.
1: Why is it a lie? Like, did it, no. can they not survive on the little flies that I put into their little grasp?
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's one of those things where, like, they're not supposed to be taken out of their mm.
1: native habitat
0: and then they've become this kitschy thing for us yeah. to just put on the t- like maybe they need more care than just what we've kind of you know because uh, sure yeah
1: I mean there are a lot of plants like that and a lot of creatures and look humans aren't great at just leaving stuff alone <laughs> like we like those we're gonna bring it inside um <laughs> but maybe we should go to the southeast swamp of the green was it the green swamp in North Carolina yeah. to see them yeah. for ourselves just hanging out as they do
0: I would love to see, actually, because I wonder how big they get. Obviously, not anything like Little Shop of Horrors, but, you know, (laughs) like, if if, natively, if they're just growing wild and out of control and, you know, not singing musical numbers, but.
1: Yeah, we we can name them Audrey one, two, three,
0: (laughs) (laughs) all the way down.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's like, because I've only seen the ones that are like this big, right? Like they're like a silver dollar max. So I'm not sure. Welcome to the Venus Flytrap podcast. (laughs) My only new state. (laughs) Exciting times.
0: Love how this kicked off. Um, But let's start talking more about North Carolina. And so for anybody that's joining us for the first time, we are doing our season three is all about exploring some of the best places in your state. We are polling our readers via Facebook to see... What they recommend, consider it. You know, you have a good friend coming to visit you. Where are you going to take them to give them the authentic experience of your state? And uh, so everything that Sarah and I are going to be talking about in this podcast is going to be pretty much doubled in our article on onlyinyourstate.com. So we'll have uh, the obviously the audio component, but we're going to go into more details about places to visit. We have an interactive map uh sarah's been creating these killer spotify playlists which you can just hit play and then go to all these different attractions and uh yeah so just consider it like a fun customizable adventure that you can take to explore your state
1: yeah get to know north carolina any state a little bit better explore the state and even maybe give us feedback on if you took this journey how you felt what you saw that'd be great
0: I would love to hear people uh, respond to our Wisconsin episode because that one was just filled with so many different roadside stops. Mm-hmm,
1: like, mm-hmm. Yeah, know,
0: we spent a good time talking about uh, the hodag and the, uh, you know, National uh, Mustard Museum. So that's <laughs> only a t- small taste of what you'll get out of these uh, road trips. We like we like to keep it fun. It's all right. <laughs>
1: Prepping for an upcoming road trip? Need to refuel before you go? Check out Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier for an electrolyte option to keep your body hydrated and energized. You get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone in just one stick. Use it first thing in the morning, before hitting the hiking trails, after you've reached the summit or on a long drive. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Personally, I love the fact that I can hydrate faster with Liquid IV compared to other sports drinks filled with junk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code NOTYOURAVERAGEBUCKETLIST at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code NOTYOURAVERAGEBUCKETLIST at liquidiv.com.
0: Yeah. Keeping everybody on their toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, would you like to kick us off for this North Carolina episode?
1: Yeah. So let's start with the Sarah P. Duke Gardens and Duke University. So I put this number one on my list because one, I've, I've been here. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Duke University is just a gorgeous campus it's one of those older universities that kind of looks like Hogwarts you know there's a lot of stone buildings and pathways and it's just a great place to explore and um yeah if you go to Durham North Carolina you can explore Duke Gardens it is 55 acres of landscaped wooded areas they have a they have a couple of shops and cafes and it's just a really gorgeous place to explore um both the university and the gardens itself so I highly recommend it like Let's be honest, there's a lot of amazing natural spots in North Carolina. So you're the list is long, but this is one of my favorites. I think just having an afternoon at the university and taking in some of the uh the sites and then stopping at the gardens is something you'll really enjoy.
0: That's cool. I've mm-hmm. never been uh I've never been to the that university. Um but I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of photos and it looks great. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay, so uh, moving along, I'm going to add another one that is kind of in the same realm, Biltmore Estate in mm. Asheville. This one is probably the one that was recommended the most by everyone, and yes, uh, I I can e- easily see why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not only the largest privately owned home in the entire country. But this is a place where you could spend a day enjoying the architecture, wandering through the gardens. There's a winery. Um, It's massive and built by George Vanderbilt in the late 19th century. Still standing, still kicking. People go just to kind of like have a glass of wine and chill. And it sounds like a great place to if you're a history lover, if you love architecture. um, I mean... Yeah, just go it's, and do nothing.
1: It, it's gorgeous. And I kid you not, Marissa, last night I was having uh, dinner with a friend and she brought out a glass of Sauvignon Blanc from Biltmore Estate that she just went to with her mom last week or so and took, like, a, did like a winery tour tasting. So yeah, I can confirm so cool. wine is great. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I was so excited to see it on your list for today because- yeah, it felt like I did a little bit of side research for you. The wine is spectacular. So
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, I was in yeah. Asheville last year, and I don't know why. Uh, also, it was like the Arctic. The temperatures were I yeah. think hovering around five degrees, but um, we we never made yeah. it there, and now I kind of regret it.
1: I went during I went to Asheville during the pandemic. Um, it was just like I was driving down to Florida to visit my brother, and I was driving back up and stopped in Asheville. And it was so shut down. I mean, good for them. Not saying that was a bad thing, but I just forgot, hey, it's the pandemonium, everything's gonna be shut down and didn't want to go to the Biltmore estate, so I missed out on all of it. So I need to uh, I need to go back down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would definitely go uh to check this this one out. This just sounds like something that everybody should at least wander through once.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're on your way to the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, you will probably, if you're coming from the north, pass through one of the items on my list is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, as well as the Blue Ridge Parkway. I know that Mm. I feel like everyone already knows about this. We've covered it on Only in Your State. We covered it in other podcast episodes, but I cannot stress just how beautiful it is. And you don't have to get out of your car, um, but- you might want to as you're passing through the 500,000 acres stretching into North Carolina and Tennessee. And it just has so many vistas and outlooks in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it's just a gorgeous place to drive through, stop. There are um, waterfalls and forests and hiking trails. You can start on the section of the Appalachian Trail. You can go to uh, Clingman's Dome, Laurel Falls. It, you can go horseback riding, fishing, all of this stuff. It's huge. And it's just like, if we're talking about things you need to do in North Carolina, we would be remiss not to mention uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I almost feel like it's one of those things where maybe if you live in North Carolina and you get used to it, yeah, um, yeah, you know, just like I wonder how many people are still can still marvel at fall foliage you know, or take the time to just like drive through it and appreciate it, especially if they've been seeing it for, you know, 50, 55 years.
1: Well, I feel like there's this, I don't know if there's a term for it, but it's almost like not local apathy, but if you grow around, if you live or grow up around something, you might not be out there visiting it because you're like, yeah, it's right there. Haven't been, (laughs) but it's right there. (laughs) Yes. So take, take the moment, take the weekend, bring a loved one or a dog or, even a cat like out to the national park and just admire the beauty it's the time of year for it so
0: yeah that's for sure um okay so speaking of the blue ridge mountains this one is uh my next stop is located in the mountains but underground the linville caverns Mm. i know we always got to throw in a cave or cavern into the mix yeah yeah Um, So, also, just what I think is very interesting that I know we talk about caverns. I know they're not really your favorite thing, Mm-mm. but also just how creepy they look. Like, these yeah. caverns are very fascinating, but also, if you're just looking at these photos, they're, it's very creepy. There's something, you know, how, what is the, the phrase for people that can't see like a bunch of circles or, you know, like oh, put together? Uh- Yes. Oh, the it's phobia. like phobia. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like that, yeah. but there's like a different degree to it when you're looking at, uh, you know, like these rock formations that I don't. I don't know. But anyway, I think it's with that
1: trip, tripophobia, whole yes. fear of small holes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I feel like it's in that same realm. Like caverns are so fascinating, so creepy, so weird. Linville Caverns, in particular, these are limestone caves. And it's just, you get to have a, a guided or self-guided tour of this subterranean world. And these rock formations are really something special and beautiful. And um, there's it's not only just rock formations, there's underground streams too, which I think is very neat. And uh, yeah, guests of pretty much all ages can go and enjoy this. It's not um, super, super deep, nothing like Carlsbad that we've talked about before, but still very beautiful and uh definitely should be added to your list
1: i will say i will visit these if they allow me to take like a carabiner clip it to the entrance and then have a rope the entire
0: way <laughs> i'll do it then but but if you just clipped it to your guide and then just like entrusted they them? can fall i mean <laughs> yeah okay
1: <laughs> no it, it does look beautiful i came across it too in my research um Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll get the gumption to to visit some caverns, but yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, let's see. And no, oh, I want I do want to mention something else that also terrifies me in a delightful way is um, the Moorhead Planetarium. Now, planetariums just is a specific thing for me because it's large and dark and just we don't have to get into that. But if you are interested in getting an experience unlike any other and going to a <clears throat> basically a custom made planetarium show. Most of them are made by the staff there and and they produce it themselves. Go to Moorhead planetarium and science center. It's on the uh, UNC campus in Chapel Hill, which by the way, Chapel Hill also very beautiful. It is just like a quintessential to college town. You would love walking through and yeah, go to the planetarium and see a show. It will take you on an adventure through the galaxy to Mars, to the moon, you know, over volcanoes and through tsunamis it is just a really cool experience. I hope that I would be brave enough to do it uh, because it looks, I've never been to a planetarium and this is like, looks like one of the coolest things you can experience. So.
0: Neat. Yeah. Um, so in that same vein, would you go to the new sphere in Las Vegas?
1: So yes. Uh, yeah. I saw the U2 show and it looked absolutely yeah. crazy. I Honestly, yeah. I had no idea what the sphere was for. I just saw videos of it with uh, like all the basketballs and like the stuff like, Oh, that's cool. I guess I would see a show in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could stand, like if I was in like the 300, 400 sections to like see the whole thing. I, I don't think I could stand up. I would just be very, mm-hmm. very still watching all of it, but I think so. How about yeah. you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would. I like planetariums. I've, I've been to a bunch and Um, there's something about them that I really appreciate in terms of just how quiet it gets. I feel like Mm. that's a rarity and, uh, I do get nauseous, uh, (laughs) no surprise. Um, (laughs) I watched this one, uh, this one underground, uh, film, I guess on a giant like planetarium screen, like a dome screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we were following along this dolphin's life and uh, I ended up getting nauseous, which how fun. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, can see that. I, I, I do love planetariums. I think, especially if you could check out, like if they do laser shows. Ooh, I know I, yeah. I
1: would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit and talk about the world's largest operational, operational frying pan in Rose Hill, North Carolina. Oh, they can use it? Yes. So,
1: okay.
0: I f- first it was the world's largest frying pan. And I was like, oh, how cool. Very interesting. But then I started seeing uh, other people saying that, no, we have the largest frying pan. We have the largest frying pan. And um, it turns out this one is the world's largest operational. So, It is 15 feet in diameter, weighs two tons, holds 200 gallons of oil, and can fry 365 chickens at a time. So they're cooking on this thing. Wow. And uh, yeah, pretty fascinating. Can feed a lot of
1: people. Who knew knew that the largest frying pan game was so competitive?
0: Correct. Yes. Because there's actually one in uh, Turkey. Uh, there's one in Iowa. So it was, yeah, I think the actual largest frying pan was 22 feet and it was in Turkey and they cooked, uh, 600 kilograms of calf liver in 2,520 liters of oil.
1: Whoa. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then there's just like a random frying pan in Iowa that is eight foot, uh, eight feet by nine feet and just kind of like is like cast iron and just standing in the ground. So just hang, you
1: hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yep. Wow. That that's a big frying pan. Holy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to stay in the same vein. If we're going to be talking about fun little, fun little stops, I want to talk about the, uh, let's see what it's called. It is the uh, Volus Simpson Gig Park. And that is in Wilson, North Carolina. And I didn't realize that, <clears throat> A whirligig was called that, so I thought like a weather vane, you know, like where it had like will spin and kind of like that, but it is a, a whirligig park, and the artist is Vola Simpson, and yeah, so there's these wind powered sculptures, and they just take up this like two acre park, and there's 30 of them, and a lot of them being like the largest that he's ever made, and they host like fa- farmers markets, events, things like that at the park. It's just like a strange structure. You should stop by Fairview Wilson and see all these fun little, fun little whirly gigs going. It's just
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a cute art installation to be sure.
0: Huh. That's, that reminds me of the place you're talking about in Wisconsin. Um, Mm -hmm. Juristic, Juristic. uh, Jurastic Park. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That place looks pretty cool too.
1: Maybe I just like, uh, like sheet metal art installations. We'll dive into that later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) every episode say,
0: Hey, have you been to this? uh... I think it's, it's fascinating though. Yeah. I think it's cool. I I think art, you know, like I love how there are a lot of places too, in Florida and in Georgia um, that I I wrote about for only in your state that people it's like found object art Mm -hmm. and they just set up these like exterior installations where people can come and sometimes pay a couple bucks. Sometimes it's free. And just like wander through. I, I love when people are able to express their creativity and yeah. not do it in like a structured societal way. I think that's really neat.
1: Yeah. Especially when like a community will embrace it and it's not something where they think it's an eyesore or they just don't want yeah. it to be there. I think that's great.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Well, speaking of metal, uh, not heavy metal, but <laughs> uh, maybe not the heavy metal you're thinking of. But there is a museum in Maggie Valley called Wheels Through Time Transportation Museum. And I thought this was really cool because it's a museum that's dedicated to automobiles, transportation. Um, There's a huge collection of vintage motorcycles and uh, tons of rare automobiles. And it's basically a chronicles the evolution of transportation throughout the United States. So anybody, if you love classic cars, if you love rare motor- motorcycles, memorabilia, you actually can go. You can see, touch, and sometimes they'll even start the engines for you to listen. Um, so I just feel like it's it's such a fun experience for anybody. If you have anybody in your life who loves automobiles, um, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Definitely take my nephew to this. Um, probably even my brother too, because he. He loves cars uh, and he's older, but um, yeah, it just sounds like a really fun and unique museum.
1: That is neat. Yeah. I love it whenever there's a uh, interactive aspect of a museum. So if they're like starting these things or you can like actually investigate and it's not just like, Oh, it's behind a glass case in the end. That's really cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to speak about, this is another like multiple stop uh, destination. And that is Wilmington, North Carolina. So not only is it Wilmington, but Wrightsville Beach, which is in Wilmington, and then also the USS North Carolina. So the city of Wilmington is absolutely delightful. And for anyone out there who is a One Tree Hill fan, it is the setting of the show. So you can do like a walking tour of One Tree Hill spots. And uh, yeah, it's one of the best coastal cities. Um, And it's so, so charming with like restored brick streets and older buildings from the 19th century. And there's just like a like a river walk, a downtown area where you can shop. Wrightsville Beach, which I absolutely love, you just cross a little bridge and you can go visit the beach. And the USS North Carolina is has its home in in Wilmington, and it is one of the first ten battleships to join the American fleet in World War II. And I think it was commissioned in spring of 1941. And you can get on the ship, take a tour. And just really appreciate the, um, you know, like the manufacturing, the craftsmanship, and, you know, really the power of a battleship, which I have never been on one. I think it'd be really cool to to explore. And, and yeah, you can visit, like, the officer's quarters, the mess hall, like all these different places on the ship. So, yeah, I think it's a really cool, really cool spot to go to.
0: Hmm. I've also never been on a battleship before.
1: Yeah, I, I think at one point I went somewhere and, and toured a submarine, but I was younger, so I don't quite remember it. Very tight, <laughs> not yeah. exactly a comfortable place. I, you can't imagine like people actually living on these things. It's wild.
0: Yikes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, nice add. Um, okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit to this natural wonder that... Uh, again, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, the mile-high swinging bridge mm, at oh Grandfather gosh, yeah. Mountain. <laughs> yep. So uh, this is a an iconic suspension bridge that <laughs> sways gently in the mountain breeze. And uh, <laughs> it's a mile above sea level in North Carolina. And basically, you will have some of the best views that you can get in yeah. the state from this bridge, as long as you're not terrified of heights or just like you know sudden movements over a gently board.
1: swinging bridges a mile up. I <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. This was a tough one because I, I'm I'm not a fan of heights. Uh, Maybe especially you can anything just like, moving.
1: Yeah, I, that's the thing. It's not a it's not a stable structure. It is moving. You'd have to like hand over hand the guardrail, get yeah, out halfway, uh, be like yeah. I'm done.
0: Okay. Yes. No, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I I mean, I don't know. Would you? It would be tough. I am casually afraid of
1: heights. Like it's not something where I freak out, but like go into like a sky deck, like um like the Sears Tower and be able to like look down. I don't particularly enjoy and then you feel like the swaying and all right. you get swaying and I just uh, that's hard. But it is beautiful and so if you yeah, if you have the, the nerves to do it, I think it's a unbeatable photography moment, you know?
0: Yeah. That, that to me, maybe I feel like lately I've been talking myself more into doing things that, you know, my mind mentally, logically would just immediately cross off. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay open to this one and I'll keep you posted if ever I'm in this area.
1: Yeah. We're going to have to circle back to a lot of the things we've talked about <laughs> on the podcast. Cause I need to check, yeah. um, because we had that list of, uh, Places Marissa wouldn't go if we had a shirt. Yeah. We need to start checking it off. I need to know. Maybe that's the it's new the shirt. season of the podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. Marissa tries it's it all. Be a very long shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, that's giving me anxiety even <laughs> thinking about that. Oh no. <laughs> or just Marissa tries some of it, maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Or okay. maybe I'll do the swinging bridge on the day you do the caverns. We'll report back. <laughs> See who's still alive.
1: I just send a, a, a voice memo sobbing like, oh, well, I don't think Sarah liked that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I do, I think I have one more stop for me. Do you have any more? Was that your last one?
0: Uh, yeah, I have one more.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, this won't be my last one then. So while we're on the notes of being in the mountains and exploring, I wanted to mention Chimney Rock State Park. And if you're looking for amazing views and you don't want to go on a swinging bridge, you can go to the top of Chimney Rock and you can have just an absolutely beautiful vista. The state park is named after the rock, but you also have like a lot of different, you know, hiking trails and things to explore when you're actually there. It's near Asheville. So if you're visiting the Biltmore Estate or anything else in Asheville, you can make a quick side trip over to the state park. So yeah, I think it's just one of those things where, if you're in the area, you might as well stop by and get the awesome view.
0: Cool. That sounds much more stable to me in terms of... Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. These...
0: Not moving at all. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. So my last one is in the Great Smoky Mountains, and it's another natural gem. This is Mingo Falls, and it's one of the region's tallest waterfalls with a height of 120 feet. And um, yeah, this one's a this one's a really beautiful waterfall. I love waterfalls. I highly suggest checking this one out. You you're gonna have to do a little bit of hiking. It's a short hike, but it's steep, so prepare accordingly. Uh, but at the end of the hike, you have a beautiful cascade of water and uh, totally worth it. I think just to sit for a little bit, listen, watch, yeah, just relax.
1: Pack a snack, take a load off, and just enjoy the falls. That sounds like an absolutely perfect afternoon.
0: Yes, agreed. Yeah.
1: All right, my last one, it's also in the mountains of North Carolina, is Mount Airy. Have you ever passed through Mount Airy? I don't think so. All right, well, it is Andy Griffith's hometown and the uh, is now is made up to look like the fictional town of Mayberry from the Andy Griffith oh. Show. Huh. Yeah. So you can see the courthouse, the gas station, all these little bits and things that they they placed for the show, and yeah, it was it's the real life basically birthplace of Andy Griffith, and then that's what the town Mayberry was based on. So it's just a wholesome tiny town in the mountains you can drive through, and just yeah, just really if you like the Andy Griffith show or have never seen it, it's still like a really quaint spot to to visit and drive through, especially if you're, you know, exploring the mountains, looking for a trail, just wanna have a little pit stop. I think that'd be a cute, cute stop. And you can even whistle the tune if you want. If you can, <laughs> I can't whistle or else I would. Uh, <laughs> I'd give you a clip, but you know it if you know that's it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, there you go. All right. I mean, you're showing off, that's fine, but. <laughs> That's it. That's the one.
0: have been practicing whistling all my life for this moment.
1: <laughs> that was a good whistle too. It was, it was very clear. Thanks. Nicely done. Thank you.
0: Uh, that's really cool though. I love that. Uh, that would be, that would just be a fun place for like, you know, any TV lover. I mean, yeah. I used to watch Nick at night and mm-hmm. uh, I would check that out for sure. Yep. Cool. And, that,
1: and that's it for me. I know there's a lot more, but uh, that was my list
0: awesome well yeah we're gonna add those stops and a bunch more to our article that we're gonna be putting up on onlyinyourstate.com we're also gonna be posting it in the show notes so check out the article check out uh, our interactive map that you can customize and uh, we'll be back next week with another state adventure
1: and maybe an intro
0: we'll figure it out oh my gosh yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and an intro, fingers crossed. (laughs) Only In Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.